Welcome to Club Core, an interdisciplinary podcast exploring science stories. I'm your host, Dr. Angel Core, an assistant professor of neuroscience at UNC Asheville. Each episode of this podcast is created by undergraduate students enrolled in one of my courses. So join us as we delve into a variety of topics with one simple goal, to get it less wrong. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, The False Memory. I am your host, Gianna Richard, and today I will be discussing the film Memento and the role short-term memory loss plays in it. In the film Memento, the director, Christopher Nolan, gives the audience a glimpse into the mind of a person experiencing the effects of short-term memory loss. Nolan does this by telling the story in a choppy, non-chronological order in alternating black and white or colored sequences, which have to be pieced together by the audience to understand the plot. Nolan is portraying the film in the mind of someone with short-term memory loss, and the film is in non-chronological order where it goes back and forth between being told backwards and forwards, along with having the audience piece together clues from different scenes. We are presented with flashbacks that are typically depicted in either black and white or fuzzy, warm-colored lighting. From these flashbacks, we are able to get inside the mind of Lenny, who is the main character experiencing memory loss. Lenny is also the narrator in the film, so we get to hear his thought process and see what he sees from his perspective. Now, this is a trigger warning regarding the mention of sexual assault in this film, so if this topic triggers you in any way, feel free to skip around or stop listening. The film portrays the struggles a person goes through with short-term memory loss and how it can make life much harder to put together. Lenny, who is the main character, suffers from short-term memory loss after he was involved in an awful accident, which included his wife. His wife was brutally attacked and sexually assaulted, and Lenny went to go save her, but was knocked out by the intruder. This accident was the last thing Lenny remembers before he couldn't form any new memories. All in all, his wife is dead and he wants to track down the man who killed her, but he is having trouble finding out who it was because he forgets things almost immediately after they happen. He starts taking Polaroid pictures of everyone he meets, writing things about them, and even gives himself tattoos to remind himself of important clues that could lead to him finding his wife's killer. These tattoos also hold significance in the way that they give clues and help tell the story to us and Lenny at the same time. So when he shows his tattoos in the mirror, we're seeing it just as he is, like for the first time, because in his mind it's the first time he's seeing these because he doesn't remember seeing them from before. So it's almost like we're experiencing memory loss with him while watching this film. Um, The two main people Lenny interacts with are Natalie and Teddy, who give him clues and guidance along the way. But only one of them is honest in the end. Natalie, who we think is actually his friend in the beginning, is actually dangerous for Lenny in the way that she has faked their whole friendship and is just using him to do her dirty work for her. She is involved with some bad men and wants Lenny to get rid of them for her. She figures since he has short-term memory loss, she can use him to her advantage and make him think that it is all related to his wife's death. Through these actions, we can see how easy it is for a person suffering from short-term memory loss to forget things almost instantly. From these clues that he has, he has to piece together what actually happened to his wife, how everything started in the first place, and who the killer is. Imagine, as you are now, you can remember things that people have said and done to you, especially when it is something hurtful or dangerous. But what if one day you woke up after a terrible incident and that ability was gone? You would be confused, not knowing where you are, and you'd have to rely on written clues to get you through the day. This is exactly what Lenny is going through in the film. It makes life much harder, especially when trying to figure out something extremely important. 
Now, there are three specific scenes of interest that I am going to be analyzing regarding just the evidence portraying the memory loss within the film. So the first scene we are going to analyze is this beginning scene, um, which gives clear indication that the rest of the film is going to be in this choppy, chronological, backwards, forwards order. This scene starts at 1 minute and 24 seconds and ends at 3 minutes and 8 seconds in the film. The beginning of the film starts with the ending, which is a unique way to portray the story. Lenny has just shot Teddy and has taken a Polaroid picture of the finished act. The whole scene is in reverse and shows the Polaroid picture fading back to black and the bullet going back into the gun with Teddy alive on the ground. The scene then instantly cuts to Lenny in his bed in a motel room. Lenny starts narrating in the beginning, and from his narration, we as the viewers can see his short-term memory loss come through with him forgetting how he got into his motel room. Everything seems completely new to him. He expresses to the man who works for the motel that he has an injury from an incident that happened to his wife, which was when she was assaulted. This caused him to have permanent short-term memory loss. He directly lets us know this, along with his narration and interior monologues, that his short-term memory loss affects his daily life as well as his investigation towards the unknown killer of his wife. Now, we are going to examine a manipulative scene in the film that shows the true effects of what happens to someone with short-term memory loss when they are told new information. In this scene, at 1 hour, 13 minutes, and 2 seconds, to 1 hour, 17 minutes, and 24 seconds within the film, Natalie and Lenny are fighting because Natalie is insulting him and his wife who is dead. Natalie shows her true colors in the scene, and we as the viewers realize that she is behind everything bad and confusing that is happening to Lenny right now. She expresses that she is going to use him because she knows he won't remember what she is saying, and then she starts making fun of him and bashing him for having short-term memory loss. She gets Lenny angry to the point where he hits her, and then once he forgets the fight they had, she explains to him that her friend Dodd beat her when it was really Lenny who hit her out of anger thus leading to her using Lenny to do her dirty work. She is taking advantage of Lenny's short-term memory loss and trying to confuse him by connecting her motives to Lenny's wife and how she died. In the book Neuropsychologia, the nature of interrogate and retrograde memory impairment after damage to the medial temporal lobe, short-term memory loss is described as when a person cannot gain new memories and will forget anything they hear, say, or do almost instantly after the occurrence. In the film Memento, Lenny has interrograde short-term memory loss, which we can see throughout the film. We, as the viewers of the film, see how his short-term memory loss affects him on a daily basis, especially through this scene showing that he cannot remember a major argument from less than a minute ago. Elements that tie into this scene which made it known to us that she is bad are the use of Lenny's interior monologue racing to remember that she cannot be trusted and that he has to write down everything she said, to realize that she is the bad person in this film, but then he soon forgets, and ominous sounds appear when we as the viewers are meant to realize she is dangerous, along with Lenny figuring it out. In the final scene we are going to examine, which is towards the end of the film at 1 hour 41 minutes and 37 seconds to 1 hour 47 minutes and 15 seconds in the film, the truth is revealed about Lenny and the situation with his wife. This scene is extremely important because it is the real beginning of the events that occur throughout the film. Teddy turned out to be a cop, but throughout the film, because it is in this weird backwards-forwards chronological order, we think Teddy is the dangerous guy. But turns out Natalie was the antagonist. Teddy explains to Lenny that the Sammy Jenkins story he tells everyone is really about himself and his wife. 
Lenny does not think he was the reason for his wife's death, which was an insulin overdose. He thinks her assaulter murdered her. Evidently, he is searching for the killer when, all along, it was him. But, of course, it was not intentional. Lenny referenced a man named Sammy Jenkins multiple times throughout the film. Sammy Jenkins was a man who suffered from short-term memory loss, and his wife was trying to get insurance to cover his condition. But Lenny, who was the insurance investigator, thought Sammy was lying about his condition. He thought he was completely faking it to get insurance coverage. Eventually, Sammy's wife started to get depressed because Sammy could not make new memories or even hold a conversation with her anymore. He went through all of these tests, like electric shock therapy tests, to see if it would bring back his memory and have him remember not to touch certain things that would shock him, and nothing was working. So the wife just became very depressed and was just trying to figure out ways to make Sammy um, like pay attention to her. So she had to take insulin shots for her diabetes and figured this was one of the only things Sammy still remembered how to do. In a desperate attempt to have him pay attention to her more, she turned back the time on her watch and had him give her her insulin shots multiple times in the span of a few minutes. This ended up killing her, and Sammy did not realize his wife had died because of him. He went on to not even remember she died at all. The way this connects to Lenny is that this story is essentially about Lenny and his wife. Lenny's wife had diabetes, and he would give her insulin shots because it's one of the few things he remembered to do for her. His wife did not die in the sexual assault incident. Lenny just believes she did because it's the last thing he remembers about her. Lenny was essentially looking for himself because he was the one who caused her death in the end. This Sammy Jenkins story was presented to us through black and white colored flashbacks, which Sevenis and Diedwale from the UC Merced Proceedings of the Annual Meeting of the Cognitive Science Society mentioned that if story events can be thought of as ABCD, then the plot containing flashbacks represents something like BADC. The film Memento contains a multitude of flashbacks, which gives us, the viewers, insight into his past and the truth of the events that occurred. In Memento, flashbacks are presented in two ways, dreamlike states and black and white coloration. The filmmakers most likely chose to do this to show which flashbacks were considered important or more detailed memories, and which flashbacks were strictly there as clues. In this case, the Sammy Jenkins story was presented as a clue for us and a reference for Lenny. To sum this up, Nolan gives the audience a glimpse into the mind of Lenny, who suffers from short-term memory loss. Through Nolan's use of film elements, such as black and white coloration of flashback scenes, interior monologue from the main character, non-chronological order of the scenes, and over-the-shoulder and up-close angles, we get backstories of Lenny's life, the events that took place before the initial killing of Teddy, and we can see how Lenny deals with short-term memory loss in his quest to find the killer of his wife. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day! Club Court is produced by a multidisciplinary team of students at UNC Asheville, with sound engineering support by undergraduate Kat Sawyer. Jessica Fox, a UNCA graduate, wrote our theme music. Special thanks to the UNCA Video Production and Media Design Lab for their help with this project, and thank you for listening. You can find show notes, including episode credits and links to the research discussed in this episode at clubcore.com episodes. If you like this episode, please share, subscribe, and review. And if you have a question you'd like us to explore, drop us a line. You can find me, Angel Core, on all the socials at Club Core. We'd love to tell your science stories so we can all get it less wrong. Until next time! <laughs>